And here it comes again with another great success for this year's Halloween. So uh, five films into it so far. Uh, I'm two for two. You know, the newer Paranormal Activity film wasn't that up to par for me. But then again, I kind of just watched it out of necessity because I felt like I had to. Then there was uh, There's Something Wrong With The Children. That was a bust in my eyes. Then Cobweb and Come Play, loved both of those, and now here we are with the fifth one in a row, and so far, we're teetering more towards success, because this film, Talk To Me, is phenomenal. Like, I can't say a negative thing about this film, except for the fact that it took almost a year to get to just mass market. So, it, the film itself is great, but the history of the film is even better. Now... For those who don't know uh, what the history really entails, I'm going to give you a little bit of it, not too much. I won't go too deep into it because it's it can get a little bit long. It, it gets into areas that I don't really understand all that well. But essentially, this film is written and directed by these brothers, uh, Michael and Danny Philippou. And who they are is they're these guys that run an Australian YouTube channel called Raka Raka. I don't know what Raka Raka is. I just know that that's what they do. And I think they're like comedy horror, they're like comedy prank, scary things or whatever. And so they wrote and directed this film and they put it out there on what's called the Adelaide Film Festival. It's an Australian film festival. I believe it's kind of like Sundance. And it also did a couple other rings around the Australian film festival scene until it started catching like some really big waves and making people notice it to the point where eventually A24 picked it up and decided to produce it mass market wide and give it to sort of everybody. So not everybody sort of can get their hands on it. And that happened, the film was released and it started doing its stuff some, sometime around the beginning of fall 2022. And it didn't get to us until like the end of July of 2023. So it's been out for a little while and it was making its waves because it's just this film that wasn't even meant to be in theaters. And then it went into theaters and it was huge. I think it cost like four million and then it made like 90, which is great for a movie like this, like a movie that was just meant to go into the indie circuit and nobody knew that this was going to be a hit. And these guys have never done anything outside of their YouTube channel either. So it kind of shows that sometimes you can really find some good stuff mixed in among everything else. And you could even co correlate that with things like Come Play, which I, I did an entry about one or two entries ago, and how that was a film that was based on a short film that they just made extended because it was that good enough of a story that they felt it was able to be pushed more, more forward. And it's nice that that stuff's happening more and more lately. I did an entry maybe a month ago. Uh, about Skinamarink, which is another experimental film that I didn't really get, but I know it's getting a lot of praise, and I'm kind of one of the odd people out that don't really like it. But Talk To Me is one that I don't really hear a lot of bad things about. And when I started hearing everything, and I started like really looking at what this um, what this movie like brought to the table, I decided to sit down and watch it, and it's just... It's such a good concept, and it has its its tropes that you kind of get annoyed with, but they're tropes that sort of have to be there because that's how the story progresses, you know? Typical teenagers get their hands on something that they turn into a party game, and it's forces they shouldn't be reckoning with. It's a modern-day Ouija board story. It's reinvented the Ouija board story, and it's so interesting because the thing about the Ouija board was that that was just meant to be a thing that it either existed 
or they kind of knew that it was made by a company, but they didn't, the company didn't realize that like they made this, this thing, the hand that they use for talk to me was actually like, it's history is that it's the, the chopped off hand of a dead psychic. So that's how they are able to connect to the, to the, um, to the underworld and talk to, you know, the spirits of the dead. So giving it that little bit of a backstory and kind of having it be the scenario where, you don't really know if there's one or many of these things. You don't know if it's just one that's circling around and just making its way through, you know, different countries and different groups of people. It just gets passed along from from group to group, and they all start using it like it's not something that, you know, th- this is totally something you shouldn't be messing with, but that's the trope, is that they're teenagers and they don't get that, and they think it's just fun party games to do while they're, you know, getting stoned and and drunk in, you know, their parents' house when nobody's around. So, when you take that into consideration, do expect the movie to be like that, but it's just, it's it's not cliche. It does a really good job at taking that sort of cliche-ness and making the story fit where it, it doesn't make you feel like it's boring or it's too much or you've seen it before, even though you know you've seen it before. Like, the main character has this distraught relationship with her mother, and that's kind of like, well, no, not uh, with her father because her mother passed away and it was a suicide, but, like, it was a weird suicide, so her and her father aren't really, like, like a thing. You know, they don't communicate a lot because she's kind of feels like there's something that's off about everything and so the spirits are able to use that to sort of manipulate her so when you see that those interactions with like her father you kind of get a little annoyed because you're like you have so much going on with all the spirit stuff get your father involved why aren't you telling your father and things happen that kind of that's necessary because of where the story eventually leads to where the where the spirits start trying to manipulate her and essentially i thought i was expecting the ending to be something completely different because of how they were able to manipulate her and what they were what it was leading to maybe might have been a little too obvious which is why my brain went to it and that's why i was really happy with how it actually ended because it was something i wasn't expecting And at the beginning of the film, it kind of gives that away, sort of, where it starts off, this guy is at a party looking for his brother. And his brother was one of these people that played the game, and he was part of that group, and it, like, he unfortunately started getting possessed, and he started listening to the demons and telling him what to do, and... He's, like, really disheveled, and he's trying to drag him out of a party, and people are recording him, and the brother's, like, trying to shut people's cameras off. So then he turns around, and his younger brother stabs him, and then he falls to the ground, and then everyone starts running, and they're kind of staring at him, thinking, what is he going to do? And then he stabs himself in the face and dies. Because essentially, what they were after was they were after him to sort of do their bidding, but their bidding kind of led him down a really dark path because that's what happens to this girl is that they're playing the game her best friend's younger brother gets possessed by what is supposed to be her dead mother and so she gets really invested into this idea of what the hand does and she starts doing it by herself and it's really not safe to do it by yourself and she starts trying to figure out what happened and she sort of thinks that she can like help the brother because the brother gets possessed and he holds on for too long so the creature not the creature the spirit is kind of still possessing him so she's trying to help him but 
you don't really know if that's really happening or if it's all in like her head because they're manipulating her. They're showing her the things to do what they want to do. And essentially what they're saying is, you know, you can only save him by killing him. And you don't know if that's real or not. All you know is that it eventually leads to an ending that kind of fits the beginning. So it's almost like a full circle thing. And the film is filled with a lot of those fill like like full circle moments. Like everything starts coming back around. So like at the very beginning, when you first meet the girl, um, she's driving in the street and there's a dead kangaroo in the street or a dying kangaroo, I should say. And she knows she has to put the kangaroo out of its misery, but... She can't do it. Like, morally, she doesn't feel like she can do it. So what does she do? She drives around and she leaves it to kind of suffer in the middle of the street. So you feel bad for the kangaroo, but then you realize later on down the line, it's sort of her getting encountered with this. And they do a same kind of overhead shot of her standing in the street. And that's sort of how that ending comes back around to show you, like, this is this is a full circle event. We're seeing where we were introduced to her to where her sort of downfall became. It's just such a good film. It's it's such a really good film, and I'm just really I'm so happy with the films that I'm I'm getting into this year. They have been so so good. This is such top notch filmography, top notch stories. I am just so excited for what's to come for the rest of this of this this season. Whatever other horror movies I have on the docket, I might not be able to fit too much, but I'll start talking about some other things. I have a list of some films that I've already seen that have been out either for a while and I've been saving them for this year. So I'm going to start talking about them, some older films. It's just, you know, all of the films I'm going to talk about, it's really been an exciting year. And this was just the pivotal moment where I knew that this is going to be a good year for horror movies. And just the films that are coming out in October in general look really good. But if you're not looking to go to the theaters to see any of these things, I don't believe this is still in theaters, but you should totally try to get your hands on Talk To Me. It's really, really exhilarating. Such a good film. 